I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello, and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Okay, so I had started a series talking about this podcast that I had heard Michaela Peterson do. She was interviewing someone who was a specialist on narcissism, and he was saying that if you tend towards having a neurotic personality that you would want to increase your compassion for, for other people, take extreme ownership or personal responsibility for your behaviors, and in addition, you'd want to become someone who's a bit more humble. So I was able to complete two parts of that series, and then we took a break where last week I went into a raw recovery story that Jay and I had been fortunate enough to do on the Mighty Networks community. So I wanted to release that, but this week I thought we would get back at it. So we're going to continue our talk on humility. But first, I want to make a big Black Friday special announcement. So right now I'm running a recovery group and we like to keep those groups super small. So I'm able to have a small amount of people that we're connecting with, we're in the community with, and we're having a great conversation with. As part of our Black Friday special that we're going to do for the first time ever within Thrive Mind Body, Um, organization, we're going to have a group run beginning December 1st, ending January 5th, just for individuals who are wanting a little more support through the holidays, support, encouragement, and we're going to have that at a deep discount. So you should go over to the website, www.skeeterstrength.com, and click on support groups for more information if you're interested in that awesome Thrive Mind Body Black Friday special. Okay, now we're going to jump into the topic of humility. So that episode that I did last week, it was really important that I share that because it, you know, it is really a part of who I am today. And one of the main things that helped me was shifting my focus. My life now looks a lot different than the life that I lived then. And I'm a transformed person because my focus has entirely shifted. And I was able to do that through implementing humility in my life. But at first it was hard. I really didn't know how to have deep connections with people. I really would have told you at the time that I didn't know how to love. So now my focus isn't on the things of self anymore. I mean, not all the time. I'm definitely imperfect and I have selfish moments. Absolutely I do, but that isn't my focus. So that's something that I'm highly grateful for every single day that I'm alive. And I believe I am blessed to be here on this earth. So We're going to keep talking about extreme ownership for behaviors, increasing your ability to have compassion on others, and becoming someone who is more humble by talking about humility, even if we have to talk about it multiple times across multiple different episodes, because I believe it is that important, and it contributed to last week's Rose and that story that I was telling all the way to who I am today. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is define humility, and humility is giving up This is a simplified definition, but I think of it as giving up what you think you deserve for someone else. Giving up what you think you deserve. And, you know, then we're going to look at how can we become more humble. Being more humble are really difficult steps for people early on in recovery. So I'm going to give you some easier tips today, things that might seem simple that I really am going to encourage you to practice to become a habit. Remember, we talked about habit stacking several weeks back. You have take one habit that you're working on and you take it and stack it on top of another and another and another. And that's what I want you to be working on. Remember, a habit is a fluid behavior. 
So let's let the month of Thanksgiving, November, be a month of gratitude and thanks so we can stack all these habits so that we don't get lost in the focus of self, right? Lost in that focus of selfishness so that we can give up what we think we deserve to meet another need, right? So it's just so key and important in recovery that we can become people who can see outside ourselves. And that's really a practice of humility. That sounds super hard for new folks listening. And if you're new and you're listening to this and you think to yourself, I am the most empathetic person I've ever met. I am already selfless. And you have the diagnosis of having an emotional intensity. It doesn't even need to be a BPD diagnosis. You just have big emotions or some severe depression or anxiety that you're going through. I just want you to consider whether or not those big emotions take you on a story or a narrative and we want to look at being honest in our reflection of ourselves. I can't tell you how many people have come to me and said, Rose, I used to think I was the most empathetic person. And then I heard your podcast and I realized that I'm really emotionally empathetic, but I have some issues catching a hold of cognitive empathy, which I think is a huge deal in ownership, in recognition of lack of compassion and in humility. And that, that kind of heart shift will really reconnect you to the recovery process. So that I encourage that for you. Think, if you think that you're really empathetic, let's look at what kind of empathy that is. And let's work together to become more humble. Now, for those of you out there that fear humility, because you think of humility as a negative thing, like I'm going to give up what I think I deserve. I'm going to lay down, you know, what I need and I'm going to do something for someone else. I'm going to give up my need to be right. I'm going to give up my pride and my arrogance. Then doesn't that leave me as weak? And so what I challenge you to do today to start your process of, of humility is one, focus on the definition, not the emotions and narratives that you have associated with. And two, remember that oftentimes when we have big emotions, definitions of words come far away from what we think they mean. An example of that is this word submission. And I've talked about this before on the podcast, that we think of submission as very negative because it means that I'm going to give up all of my rights to someone who's going to, going to abuse me, right? That's kind of, it's not, not verbatim, but that is something that has kind of taken on this connotation, right? Where to me, submission is like, you know, if I, if I choose to work out, we're doing this gymnastics potty, bodies program right now, which we had done at the, when I started this podcast, but we took a break and it is difficult, folks. Okay, it's 45 minutes of stretching and it is a lot to pay attention to and it is very hard work. It's gymnastic stretching. So those of you gymnasts out there, Rebecca from Recovery Stories in the Past, totally honor your commitment, dedication to that sport. Okay, <laughs> but okay, moving on. Um, we're doing that right now. And, and in the middle of doing that, I'll have these moments where I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And then I think to myself, no, Rose, just take a deep breath and submit to the moment, which doesn't mean being abused in the moment. It means recognize your choice. Calm down. You're stronger than you are letting on in this moment. Your emotions are taking over. You're safe. No one's hurting you and no one's hurting anyone around you. And I think the same a reassociation with positivity can be connected to a word like humility. No one was hurting me in that moment, and I wasn't hurting myself. I was encouraging myself, and I was challenging myself to persevere, to continue on, to be loyal to my commitment, and it works, and it can work for humility. So I, anything that I talk about here, any 
kind of negative connotation that you have with something you're not quite sure whether it's valid, definitely dig in, check into that so you can be sure that you are practicing something that's going to propel you forward in recovery. Okay, so I just have simple things that I want you to, to do in recovery. Two concrete things, okay, just two we'll start off with. I mean, in order to be more humble, you want to, one, speak less, right? And while you're doing that, don't do it so other people will notice that you're speaking less. Because when you speak less, you can listen more and you can reduce the chances of saying something that you might regret. Remember, one thing that humiliate, humility does is it differentiates between confidence in someone and arrogance in someone. Again, it differentiates between confidence and arrogance. Why do I say that? Humility changes how we view ourselves. When we are humble, our goal is not to brag or think about ourselves over other people. Confidence says, I have skills and I recognize them. Arrogance says, I have skills and I want you to recognize them in me. All right. So that's how humility can differentiate, excuse me, between confidence and arrogance. So if we speak less in an uncomfortable situation, a social situation, a socially anxious producing situation, then we can allow space to listen more and reduce our chances of saying something prideful, something arrogant versus something confident that we could do when we allow the space for deep connection. So that's thing number one. Number two, I want you to try to really see other people. When I speak of seeing other people, like that avatar, I see you, that people got, that was real popular. When I say I see you, I want that to mean that I see who you are in the context of your life with everything I know about you, your likes, your dislikes, your interests, where you were born, what culture you are, what your spiritual or religious identification is or affiliation, excuse me, is. I want to know all of that. And I want that to paint a beautiful, almost like a watercolor picture of you so that I know why you're doing what you're doing. I can see your intentions and your purity. That's what to me it means to see other people. What does it mean to you? Do you think about what people need based on who they are? Remember that everyone thinks differently. So assuming that you know what other people think, need, and feel is, well, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to your relationship. It's like injecting poison into your relationship, as Jay would say. Because you can't assume that you know what other people think and feel and because you didn't live the same life that they've lived. You have to check with yourself every time you think, I just know how they feel. Remember humility. That's step two. Be curious instead of assuming and jumping to conclusions and ask, how does that person feel? Ask why they did what they did and ask how you can support them. Be willing to recognize that your emotional perception, though heightened, is very often inaccurate as you might, may have difficulty seeing your mind as separate from someone else's. So those are your two challenges, just two micro challenges for your Monday Mindset Minute to enhance your humility. Number one, speak less. That opens the door for more opportunities for others to speak to you, for opportunities for you to catch social skills and also drop because there's going to be some times where you're going to miss the cue and know you missed it. That's okay. 
I gave an analogy to one of my clients tonight. It's like when if I were to give you a baseball mitt and you were going to catch that ball, American baseball, I'm going to throw the ball to you. You're going to drop the ball because at first you're not going to know how to coordinate your hand with the mitt, etc. Then eventually you might catch the ball and sometimes drop it, catch it and drop it. Then the next time you're going to catch it all the time, right? But then maybe you'll drop it again and then you'll catch it again. And that's kind of the journey of learning something new, and this is no different, right? So if you miss a social skill or a social cue in an environment or you miss deeply connecting with someone, remember that that's just dropping the ball, that next time you'll catch it. So, so make sure to move through it with that in mind. You have to remember how learning works without just taking into consideration that emotional story, right? So that's really key. So speak less connect with other people. Number two, try to really see other people paint a watercolor, a beautiful picture of who that person is in their life. Look for their purest intention, their positive intended result, and then be curious about them and practice pouring into them. Okay, everybody, I hope you enjoyed another Monday Mindset Minute, just little nugget bites along your way in recovery. I cannot wait to see you all back next time for another episode of from borderline to beautiful. Are you tired of feeling frustrated, resentful, or disconnected from your family, friends, and partner? Thrive Mind Body LLC Mindset Coaching and Counseling can help you. Visit us on the web at thriveonlinecounseling.com. Again, that's thriveonlinecounseling.com. Thank you.